end it after the shovel, or will it? Miami running around, circling, oh look out! Brachowski didn't have the angle! Touchdown! Oh, can you drink? A miracle! Hello, welcome to the Dolphin UK podcast, and we are just, just about nearly there now. Uh, we've probably got one more episode before season kicks off. Roster cuts are underway as we're uh, bringing this to you uh, on a lovely Tuesday evening um, in Brockenhurst. Just started raining. Um, joined by Cy and Lee's back from his cruise. Lee, how was your cruise, mate? I'll, I'll ask you first. I always ask Cy <laughs> first. <laughs> uh, it was good. It was great. Good to be away. Um Honestly, I was working. I did do work. That was why I was there. But um, yeah, it was good. Good to get some sun. Interesting to travel again, um, for sure. It was pretty easy. So nice. Yeah, nice, sounds good. Uh, si, how about your end, mate? All good. Yeah, good. Thanks, Sandy. Um, Action pat one tonight, isn't it? Because not only are we recording this, we've got probably some live roster cuts breaking as we record over the next hour or so, and it's transfer deadline day. And I've got a fantasy draft in 15 minutes. So that's going to um, take part during this as well. So wish me luck for that. Awesome. I had a fantasy draft when I was recording our college podcast last week and I I was just, I was couldn't concentrate whatsoever. So I ended up drafting the Rams defence in the sixth round as an accidental press. So don't, <laughs> don't do that, mate. <laughs> but at least it was a good defence to, to take on, if, uh, if any. So... Uh, all good, right? We've got lots to get through. Um, we'll kick off with a little bit of news which is being discussed and kind of rebutted by the team at the same time. Um, apparently, well, there were some reports that Stephen Ross was the one that was driving kind of these Deshaun Watson rumours which have reared their head again in the last few days. So I just, just we aren't spending all day on it. We don't really want to talk to Deshaun Watson too much, do we? But just tell us what the kind of team is saying. They've put out a, a, a kind of a response to that, haven't they, mate? Yeah, it was Mike Florio. Yeah, it was Mike Florio that um, reported that that it was Stephen Ross who really wants an in inverted commas to Sean Watson. But the Dolphins have just um, a few minutes ago issued um, some uh, press release stating that Ross does not force football decisions on the organisation and inverted commas believes in Tua. So they've quickly they've moved very quickly to dismiss that report. Um, fair enough. Um, yeah. And we, we know Stephen Ross is a big Tua fan. He was the one that was driving for Tua in the first place. So not not surprising that um, that report from Florio is is not accurate. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit tedious now, isn't it? I'm sure everyone listening will just kind of be like, oh, I hope they don't spend too long on the Watson stuff. And we won't, but we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't mention it. It just seems to be kind of every couple of weeks there's a small lull in, in news of around the team and then somebody just throws a grenade in and, and off it goes. Uh, Lee, you're kind of wiggling your hand around. Are you coming in, mate? I know you're going to come in and go. Yeah. Go on. I, I've, I've got to say this because it's been going on for so long. Mike Florio has been regurgitating that same report for six months just minus the team that's just made the move. So the team that have dropped out of it in the last week of the Eagles. So now the report comes back out again. You know, it's just rewrite rewrite it slightly, send it back out, watch the clicks come. You know, it, so, you know saying that you talk to team sources, that's exactly what he said six months ago. And, you know, let's be honest. If, if anyone thinks that Stephen Ross really wants this, that's fine. But it would have happened. 
Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting to think though that if it's it's easy to deny Ross is forcing the decisions because ultimately if it they it doesn't mean that they don't want him. Um, yeah. All they're saying is that Ross doesn't force dis- football decisions on the organisation. So it's you can you can take that with a pinch of salt. I do think it's the Dolphins trying to not bite. I think they've been trying not to bite all along. The same way, you know, if you ask Brian a, a, a personnel question that's a bit close close to the subject, he's going to give you, we're going to keep that internal. Whether it's, I keep that internal between me and the players, or I keep it internal between me and Chris Greer. That You know, it, you know that response is coming. I think that's the reason they've been trying not to bite. Interestingly, um, I think this is where Joe Philbin got himself in trouble a long time ago. If you remember... Do you remember they, they talk about Ryan Tannehill being benched before they came to London and uh, wiping the floor with with the Raiders? You know that was very much the same. He he didn't not he didn't say he was going to bench him. He just gave the what he thought was the PC answer of best player will play at every position and, and the media around of it. You know it's it, it just doesn't always work that way. But I think the Dolphins have been trying not to bite on this the whole time. Also, if the Dolphins know there are negotiations going on with other teams. They don't want to ruin their relationship with the Texans. You know, they might want to be doing a deal for somebody else. Yeah. It's, um, I don't, I mean, I, I get everything you're saying. It did, did feel like the wording from Flores was very deliberate. And in a world of overly paid PR people like myself, um, everything is very, <laughs> very well drafted these days. So it felt to me that it was quite, um, quite deliberate. You know, uh, that, that's my take on it anyway. But, um, I, I, I'm not expecting to see any trade before the season. I just think they're just keeping all their bases open in case, you know, six months' time that uh, we've had a poor season and they and they decide to make a move from him and, and they, they don't get hit with the, oh, you said you'd never trade for him, that kind of rubbish, you know, all that freezing yeah, I mean, contact we, we could stuff. definitely take that same... We could definitely take that same line that they put out about Stephen Ross today saying Stephen Ross wants the Sean Watson. And we could insert Stephen Ross wants... I'd say, sorry, Stephen Ross wants to Sean Watson um, and someone had written at the right price. It's like, yeah. And the same for Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and 20-year-old Dan Marino. Do you know what I mean? We, we put in any fantasy name you want. Like, I'm sure he does. Yeah, exactly. Right, that'll do for Sean Watson. Let's, yeah. uh, let's sweep that under the rug. He's not coming. He's not going to be a Miami Dolphin. And Tua is going to be Matt Jones on the first uh, day of the season, which is it's just like it's not really Dolphins news, but that's quite interesting from an AFC East point of view, isn't it? Lads, uh, uh, Cam Newton being released like that is quite an extreme measure, isn't it? Really, in in the grand scheme of things, and obviously, I, I'll be frank. I'm, I I like Cam Newton. I think he's uh, he brings something to the sport, which is like you know, quite unique and, and he's not afraid to speak his mind. I like that, but um, I just, it just never really for me kind of was going to be a Belichick guy. And there you go. He's gone. Mac Jones, uh, who's going to give us all faith with his physique. We can, like, we're all going to be future NFL quarterbacks looking at Mac Jones is that, that picture of him with the cigar in his mouth. So that's good times, man. And it's going to be an awful, awful introduction to the NFL for Mac Jones as well with, uh, Xavier Howard on the other side. So, I, quick, quick thoughts on that. Is that like you know, were you expecting that, or is that completely took you took you aback? That's surprising. Um, but then we know he's their future. That all, all they've done is accelerate that. Um, and I think if he does pan out, 
Um, then you're looking at the AFC East is going to have four potentially really good quarterbacks um, with Jones to uh, Wilson and Josh Allen, of course. So what a what a division that might look in the in the next season or two. Um, but it's good that um, I think that game will now get a bit more of added attention in week one. Um, I don't think it would have been ideal for the Dolphins to have faced Cam Newton, considering how he ran over them in the equivalent game last year. So maybe it'll work in the Dolphins' favour a little bit to face Mac Jones. And you put a Brian Flores defence up against a rookie making his first start and his mouth might be watering at that prospect, you have to say. And we'll see in a little over a week. That's it, man. We'll, we'll talk about this more next week, but I just wanted to get your initial reaction. Uh, Leah, I don't know if you want to add anything on that at all. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised in regards to, I think Cam Newton became a liability with the COVID situation a little bit. We know full well that he doesn't want to be a backup. And to be honest, in, in, in watch, I've watched their preseason game so far. I, I kind of like Mac Jones more than what Cam Newton's done anyway. I like, it, there's, probably going to be bumps in the road, but I said all along, like, I, I think he's the perfect fit for New England. It still scares me. And I, I understand why people love that picture of him smoking the cigar, but yeah, we all took the, people all took the mickey out of Tom Brady, his combine video too. Look at that panned out. But I do I do hope that Brian Flores gets his revenge on behalf of the Dolphins for all those rookie quarterbacks that Bill Belichick has taken to town in their rookie seasons. Um, he will you know, have faith we, yeah, we've seen some players have some rookie quarterbacks that have real trouble against New England. Hopefully, it's time to dish that out. Yeah, that is it, mate. Well, again, we won't dawdle on that long. We'll talk uh, talk more next week, but um, be interesting to see if Cam turns up on a roster um, somewhere else before the start of the season. Um, yeah, be it uh, could be kind of someone that maybe the Jets bring in to kind of. I don't know. Another AFC's team could have a look and try and uh, get that playbook wisdom. So, we'll be looking forward to. Cam Newton on the Miami Dolphins next week. I, I told you I'd get it inside. I told you I'd get it in. <laughs> uh, all good. Um, right, let's talk. Um, let's talk about the game at the weekend. Obviously, uh, Dolphins uh, beat the Bengals in quite dramatic fashion at the end. There, Reed Sinet became the uh, uh, new darling of uh, Dolphins Twitter. Wonder if he'll be on the roster in about an hour. But he played absolutely fantastic, didn't he? So that was a uh, quite a watch. He did, and I'm just wondering whether he played too well because he was going to most likely make the practice squad. But given the um, spotlight of playing that game, I think the yardage he threw was the most in a pre-season game for several years. He's going to get a bit of attention now for that. And you just wonder whether he's not, if he gets cut, he's not even going to make the practice squad because somebody else will be prepared to to give him a shot. So maybe at the end of it, he played too well. But of course, he's, he's going to try. He wants to make a team whether it's the Dolphins or any other. Um, so good for him. Um, so, yeah, credit for a, a really good performance and a, and a great ending. Yeah, what an ending that was. We could do more of that in the in the regular season. Caught me absolutely uh, like stunning stuff, uh, getting out of the pocket and, and and hitting on the fly down there. I wonder if the Bengals will take him if he gets cut. I mean, it could be better than Joe Burrow from everything we've seen so far. <laughs> um, Lee, your, He'll go your to thoughts? The Patriots. He'll go to the yeah, Patriots as a backup to Jones. Mm. That's it, yeah. <laughs> You've got it, on, got it in one, mate. We'll, we will definitely take Newton if that happens. Um, <laughs> Lee, um, talk to me about the game, mate. I know you watched it all. I know you've religiously watched every preseason <laughs> game, minute by minute so far. What, what were your takeaways from the game, mate? Uh, it was more exciting than I thought it would be. 
had a, <laughs> I had a good time watching it. I got to be honest. I, I tell myself the result doesn't matter, but then find myself wanting the desperate for the Dolphins to win. Doesn't really matter who's playing. Just <laughs> when, when your team's out there, you want to see them win. Um, I thought Senate played really well. Um, I thought also he had a decent amount of time um, to make some of those throws. Thought Jared Dokes looked pretty good in the backfield at times. Um, I don't think he did himself any harm. Um, I think you saw exactly why the third preseason or what was the fourth preseason game exists. These guys got to show to, to really go out there and, and kind of show this is the reason to keep me around, whether it's on the practice squad or whether it's to make you think about one of those last roster spots. Um, I'm not disappointed in any way that none of the, you know that most of the starters didn't play. Didn't see the reason for that. I know I, um, I saw some people on Twitter saying, "Oh, we'd love to see a drive with Tua." Didn't I? Couldn't see the upside to that. I, I just don't understand where, yeah. where, where anyone would have benefited from that. Um, so, yeah, that was good. I, the only, my only question that I had, I had um, after the game is pretty much what Simon said. If Reed played too well, are you giving the Colts a phone call and saying? Jacoby might be available. Yeah. It, it, it depends how close you think you are to winning. If they think they're a really serious contender, then no. Reed Senate didn't do enough to... Because Jacoby Brissett could be a starter in the NFL. Not a high-level starter, but I do think he is a, an NFL starter. If you think this is a team that's still one year away, where you think we're a, a playoff team but not, not a Super Bowl contender then maybe Reeton it deserves the chance to to go through the season. But of course, the only thing you lose there is some experience, but it's definitely an interesting option. There's some teams out there looking for experienced quarterback help. It's a new one on the market though, mate. We've just talked about him. So. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> want to be a backup though. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, Mark, after me, to be honest. But uh, also Josh Rosen landed on a roster on stock in about three days. So maybe we were missing something there as well. Um, I won't get bogged down there, but that, that's a, I, I like to put on, on Jared Dokes as well. I don't think he did himself any harm. And I think he showed something which uh, the other running backs don't really have. And that was that kind of <coughs> short one or two yard um, sort of, you know, picking it up where it mattered. He took the ball into the, uh, the end zone a couple of times with short yardage situations and that kind of bulldozer, which we haven't really got in the backfield, kind of shone through. So, yeah, I think that was a really good, um, you know, demonstration for him. And then there was Kirk Merritt as well, who had an absolutely excellent game, uh, was everywhere, kind of had a really good connection with um, Sinnott. And, and a lot of people, say si, after the game, were kind of going, is Kirk Merritt better than Preston Williams and should we be carrying um, Merritt rather than and Williams? And I'll come to you in a minute, Lee. Lee's shaking his head and I'm going to disagree with Lee, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> si, what do you reckon? The one thing I would say is that maybe Kirk Merritt can push Williams for a roster pot spot simply down to the fact that they're not um, confident Williams will last physically. I mean, he's got the talent, we know that, but he's only shown it in flashes. So, And given Merritt's relatively good performances over pre-season, I wonder if that'll swing things his way. I mean, obviously, um, we're, we're going to find out very soon, I would have thought, um, but I can see a scenario where um, that does happen. Um, having said that, I wouldn't be surprised if Williams does retain his roster spot, so it could go either way, that one. Yeah, it's interesting, one, isn't it? And I, I've got a feeling that... Um, that merit stays if 
one of Jakeem Grant or Albert Wilson goes in the next few hours or he's traded this week or something like that and, and merits on the practice squad gets bumped up. So I think he's that kind of player. Um, I think he's really sort of, he could fill that, that Jalen Waddle role you know, for one or two drives at a game, if Waddle's taking a nog or something like that. But like we, we've said this in previous weeks, Preston Williams is your cover for Devonte Parker if everyone's healthy, or you know, he's your outside guy if, if Parker is as he often is not healthy. But Lee, you're going to tell me something different. I think Preston Williams is treated like a starter. That's why you only saw him in, a, in for a couple of drives. If you were concerned about his health, and I think he was a serious concern for the roster. I think you put him out there and make him play the whole game and proves that he's good enough to be on the roster. I think he got treated like a starter. Not not sorry, not like a starter. He got treated like a roster player. Um I think if it if it came down to straight talent, I think I think he's better than Demerit is. But the obviously the concern is health. Well the, the difference between this year and last year is I don't need him to be a starting wide receiver. I need him to be a depth wide receiver. I need him to play a handful of plays, not all the plays. I might need him to play a game, you know, like you say, in place of Devontae Parker. Um, I think it's a very different situation. But yeah, I, I just felt like he got treated like a player that's on this roster rather than um, someone playing for his roster spot. Interesting, man. There's a good uh, good take. Come on, Sai, si, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I wonder if it works both ways, Lee. So... Um... They know what Preston Williams can do, not so much Kirk Merrick. So maybe they needed to see Merrick in action to help them make that determination whether he makes the roster. And of course, if he does make the roster, he would have done so on Merrick. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's been waiting for that. Is that oh, what yeah, you're yeah. gr- you grinning about that for a couple of yeah. minutes? <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's really interesting. I just think, I, I don't think injury concerns the Dolphins. I don't think I think it concerns us as fans, but I think the same reason you're seeing players on this roster that have got injury concerns, you know, didn't seem to stop them with Will Fuller. It's never deterred them with Devontae Parker, who you know, he's always had the same injury. It's not even been new ones. It's it's, it's lower leg muscle injuries all the time. Um, Preston's always been hurt, but never really been a problem. He's also low money as well. I know Merritt would be as well, but it's, it definitely plays into it. Like you say, when considering the fact they might want to move a Grant or a Wilson, if they move Wilson, we're rioting. By the way, um, <laughs> we are, we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. For, for me, uh, I, I, I think you can go even further down the roster. You drafted Jalen Phillips. Injury didn't concern you there. You wanted to spend a first round pick. Um, you know. Yeah, I, I just I don't think that's as big a concern for the Dolphins as it is for us. And also, I think the roles changed. I don't think they wanted to want him to be that every week starter. Also, you have to bear in mind as well the way they played last season with his injury. They kept they kept him on the active roster, knowing full well he'd had surgery and couldn't play solely. So teams had the game plan for him. They hold him in that higher regard. Um, I just I, I don't see. It. I obviously could be wrong, and I'm obviously willing to be wrong because it's not a problem but that's just just my feeling on it that'd be interesting well I guess like I said we'll find out shortly they've already quickly yeah they've already cut um, Khalil McLean who had a good game at the weekend as well we've got three receptions for 57 yards so uh, they're not uh, certainly not scared of cutting players who have had good games Conley 
the other thing is we, we, we can't get too hung up on this this third preseason game. Some players had to play well. There was a game. You know, the law of averages says some of them were going to play well. They were playing against their own level as well. You know, we were seeing backups against backups. It's not, you know, it, I, I don't know if if necessarily having a great performance Sunday night really moved the needle an awful lot for a lot of players. I think, you know, it would have to have been really, really special. Um, and even then, I just, I think probably the coaches have probably made their mind up on most guys. I mean, you're definitely right, but I think there are a couple of examples uh, which we've seen already where, yeah, like maybe not that game, but the other games have had a made a difference. And and I guess this is a good segue into the fact we're going to talk about some Boston moves. And um, Benedict uh, McKinney's been cut today, which was a bit of a or yesterday, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, but I think that for me, that's because of that really dominant game. Uh, Sam Aguavarin, uh, one of the two, had for uh, in the in the last preseason game, and, and that kind of performance really was where you know the coaching staff are sitting down and going, "Do we want to pay more for a guy who, you know, we, we I mean, sure he would have been, I'm sure he would have been a like you know good starter for us as well. We've got that experience, and you've seen him play well for the Texans, but they've got cheaper options on the roster who they think they can do if the same, if not better." Sticking with them, so I don't know whether um, you know that that will come into it a bit more. We'll see again. We keep saying we'll see. It won't be long until we find out. But it's it's interesting, isn't it? And and the likes of your uh, Shaquem Griffin and stuff are on the roster, and, and we've not heard a lot about them. So some of these players are just going, you know, quietly under the radar. Some are going are, are winning, um, are winning spots on the roster by just big performances. So interesting to see what the Dolphins are doing, Conso. Yeah, I wonder why they didn't try and trade him because he'd been with the starting. Um, uh, uh, what am I going to say? He's with uh, practicing Starters, with the starters yeah. um, throughout most of the training camp. So you have to wonder why they didn't try and trade him, or maybe they did. Um, but they didn't waste any time in cutting him. They're not even waiting till the four pm deadline. So it's interesting to know why they hastily pushed that through. Yeah, I wonder if that one's um, sort of a favour to the player to get him on waivers quicker and get player get him in teams conversations before uh, they kind of finalise rosters and stuff like that because like I said there's no doubt he's an NFL calibre uh, NFL starting calibre linebacker um, just it's just very like symptomatic of this uh, uh, of this coaching staff the way they're just willing to kind of cut loose players who we'd all, I mean I don't think I think the three of us have got McKinney penciled in as a starter like six months ago we'd all got Carvan Noy penciled in as a starter, you know, that they're just willing to cut their losses and, uh, and move on if they need to. But, and you kind of, I really, really hope this doesn't come back and bite us. I hope Landon Roberts doesn't go down with a repeat injury straight away. Obviously, they can't plan for that or anything, but it feels like when you've got these kind of guys on the roster, you've got to, um, uh, you've got to be very certain in your decision making process, haven't you? Go on, Lee. Injury, injury doesn't concern them. <laughs> True. <laughs> this, this is my new motto for the season. It just does, it it doesn't concern them. Yeah, I, I think it's a straight talent thing. They feel that they've got cheaper talent on the roster. They're willing to let people go. Yeah. Um, you know, we keep saying there's going to be shocks. We, you know, under this regime, they are willing to move players on, and it's going to be players that you like. It's going to be players that we thought would start. It's going to be players that we're paying a lot of money to, or drafted, or you know, 
they're not sentimental. <laughs> this this yeah. is all all business, and I know that's not an approach that some people like, but so far it seems to have panned out in their favour. So yeah, you know, kind of got to ride it out. Yeah, I guess the only other, I mean, to be honest, looking at the the list that um, that we've got in front of us of people that've been cut already, there's not a whole lot more uh, in terms of surprises. I mean, Matt Skura, uh obviously flat to deceive, and when you've got um, Michael Dieter starting throughout camp, you, you must be <laughs> you you must not be able to snap the ball. I mean, we were all very low on Dieter before the season, weren't we? So that's a, a, a summary of what we think of Skura. Um, other names on there, Jordan Scala. I, I saw some play people on Dolphins Twitter saying he was better than Jared Dokes and he should be on the roster. Again, not a surprise he's not there anymore. I, I'm just looking through the list. Any, anyone that's kind of standing out to you guys as a bit of a surprise at the moment or do you reckon the surprises will come at the, at the deadline? I think there's plenty of time for surprises to come. And just going back to the McKinney one, if they're releasing a player of his calibre, doesn't it speak volumes for not only what they think of the players, but of the depth that the team have got? And I wonder if we'll see some other surprising cuts elsewhere, considering that uh, good teams will have that depth for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It speaks to roster building as well, doesn't it? I mean, I was really fascinated to have a look at the um, at the Falcons, uh, Falcons, Falcons, which, depending on which country you're in, uh, their final roster early. They released their final 53 quite early in the day and they're only carrying two running backs from what I can see, which is really, really interesting. And obviously there's, like, it looks like we, we might carry four. Just things like that are really kind of, you know, speak to how different teams want to do things. And you know you know full well that the Falcons have always been a, a team that plays the ball in the air a lot. And, um, you know, even in the, even their running backs are pass catchers. So just, you know, I, I wonder if the, the fact that we're going to carry quite a lot of wide receivers um, compared to some teams and, and uh, is quite, you know, telling of the different style we're going to play this year, try and force open that running game by carrying a lot of wide receiver sets, stuff like that, really. What do you reckon, you you mentioned about Skura, who's who's been cut, and of course he was a free agent signing. I just want to run through some Simon Stats is returning again after a brief hiatus, and I've got a little quiz for you. So in the Brian Flores, Chris Greer era, um, going back, so that'll be going back to the start of the 2019 season. Um, they signed in that off season. They signed 15 unrestricted free agents, and I'm talking about not the sort of free agents that they're signing now but the primary free agents if you think about when free agency opens between there and say the middle of June they signed 15 how many do you think remain on the roster now and can you guess who they are I reckon four are still on the roster Will Fuller um no this is 2019 oh sorry mate sorry I, I, I yeah. said you um uh, 2019 I don't. I reckon there's like two. <laughs> Lee. Mm. <laughs> Very in depth thought, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. I was trying to trying to count them. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with one. So there were in fact two: um, Eric Rowe and Alan Hearns. Everyone else has been cut, and there's a point to this. 2020, the following year, same sort of thing. They signed 13. Um, unrestricted free agents. How many of those thirteen do you think are still on the roster now? Probably the same. Yeah, two again. Four. Sorry. Um, Byron Jones, Ogba, Clayton Fedjidelem, and Elandon Roberts. 
Um, so that's four out of 13 in 2020 and two out of 15 in uh, 2019. And I'm just having to make my fantasy pick. There you go. Done. Um, 2021. <laughs> first round. Yeah, 2021, same sort of thing. They've signed 18 uh, up to and about the middle of June. They signed 18 unrestricted free agents. And already we've seen Skura, Foster, Fluka and Jermaine Illuminor all released. Um, so they haven't, the point I'm trying to make here is that they they seem to have a bit of a problem hitting on their free agents um, yeah. in that most of the players they sign, they get cut. Um, why is that, do you think? I mean, is it a problem with the scouting department or is it a problem? Does it not fit their strategy? Uh, what do you think? Because they're not having the same issue with regards to draft picks because they've got a pretty good record. But why are free agents such a sticking point for being kept on the roster? Only. I know what I'm going to, I know you're, you might disagree. You're going to say that, uh, that they're not, that it's not they're not hitting, they're just happy to replace them, aren't you? No, it's, it's not even that. I think they're just willing to do what it takes to sign them. And then if they feel they can move on, they, they, they do it. I just don't think they're, I don't think the fact that they sign them makes them any more attached than anybody else. I mean, if you, if you want um, something to go along with, with those sort of numbers, the Dolphins are projected to have the third highest cap space in the NFL next year. So it's not even doing long-term damage. Um, it, it's really a, a, an interesting business model. I, I don't know whether it's good or bad. Um, um, it, it's kind of frustrating because you think you've got a good player, then you think that, oh, we're letting a good player go. But the, unless they turn, you know, unless they play well somewhere else, you know, I, I'd rather have I'd rather them not have players they don't want if they don't fit, you know. It, and again, everything's go, been going fine for them for two years. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm in the middle on this, to be honest, uh, Sire. I mean, the the, the question is the one that I asked on on uh, Twitter this morning, actually, just kind of what we're we doing wrong that's seeing all these these guys leave. But like Lee says, if if they're not happy with them, what's the point in keeping them around? It just it, it's the question for me is why are we bringing them in in the first place? But I guess it's because they're willing that like we've said a million times, they're willing to throw a bit of cash at someone, and then if they come in and click and they're a key player, then great, fantastic. But if not, so what? Like they're not kind of tying themselves into like you know remember that old Brock Osweiler deal back in the day where and they ended up having to trade him like the Texans have to trade him to the Browns and, and just to get rid of the salary stuff we, we've not done that and that's kind of smart business but it feels to me that there's a way there's a there should be like a core of this team like and we've got a core at the moment of like Jerome Baker the two cornerbacks um you you see Raekwon Davis being the core on that line with Christian Wilkins that kind of thing's important then you can just supplement pieces around them which is which is great but uh, and so far, we've been obviously fantastic in terms of the levels of that we've hit on. But for me, that there's going to become a point where we go, oh, we haven't got any depth here or a couple of injuries and it's going to fade out or players not going to be as good as they project him to be. And that's when the question marks will start to come. So at the moment, I think we can give them the benefit of the doubt, can't we? But like, um, but further down the line, you know, mid-season, if we're scrounging around and throwing the ball to Mac Hollins and, and like Adam Shaheen again, then... You know that that kind of begs the question: Should they be, you know, doing better in free agency, landing people that are willing and able to stay healthy? There you go. That was a small rant. So, <laughs> <laughs> love a rant. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, it's been it's been an interesting few weeks. I just can't wait to get to the football now, lads. Uh, it's the same as we always find, isn't it? The off season. It's the same with the draft. You get to a point and you you can only talk so much without the action, and you can only watch so much preseason football without overreacting and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, good to chat through those roster cuts, and and we'll keep an eye on for the next couple, few minutes as we round out um, for, for the episode and, and see if anything else comes in. Um, but one thing I did want to talk about because I'm go on, go on, Lee, go on. You come in. But I was just going to say before before anyone gets Twitter cocky when the final fifty three is announced, just remember in the next couple of days all these teams are going shopping again. That bottom end of the roster is no safer right now than it than it is in twenty four hours time. Oh, breaking, I'm, 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 yeah, breaking you've news! Got it, sorry, you've yeah. got it. <laughs> um, Reed Sinnott has been waived, um, according to Tom Pellicero, and so has Chris Myrick. So the two players who. Um, provided the winning play against the Bengals have both been cut. There you go. Savage. What an industry to work in. Like, yeah. just, we said this last week, I don't know how you go through this and then you don't have a job like after you've been performing so well. But uh, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, really? I, I can definitely see him landing on a different roster, though. So Yeah, uh, I was hoping for some breaking news and we've had it. <laughs> there you go. Nice one. Love that. Um, uh, so the, the one thing that we were going to talk about to finish off this week, and, and as Sai is demonstrating in person right now, is that a lot of people are doing fantasy drafts at the moment. And I kind of came to the realisation the other day that there's not a lot of Dolphins players which I'm like particularly excited to own, in, uh, owns the wrong word, to, to, to have on my roster in, uh, in fantasy football this year. So I wanted to throw the question to you guys. I think, uh, Sai, you're an avid fantasy player as well. And Lee, you obviously work with guys that are, are really keen on it on the five-yard side. So is there any Dolph- are there any Dolphins players that are kind of jumping off the table as someone that you've got to have on your roster? Sai, who are you targeting at the moment when you're draft? Um, no, none of them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any appearing near the top of my queue, but I do play a lot of fantasy leagues. Um, in redraft leagues, I would be targeting the likes of Gaskin, uh, maybe Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, certainly Kasiki, um, and to a certain extent, Tua, if he starts the season off um, well. Um, dynasty leagues, you're certainly looking at Tua, Waddle, Kasiki, um, and even... Um, uh, Jason Sanders himself is a good fantasy player, although anyone who's who's considering taking a kicker any earlier than round 16 is a, um, needs uh, to have a look at whether they're even worth playing fantasy football. But those are the groups of players that I would say, yeah, um, worthy of a fantasy pick. In the maybe column, maybe Parker, um, uh, depending. I mean, he's had one good full season from a fantasy perspective, but he's very obviously injury prone and hit and miss. The defence as well. Um, they do force a lot of turnovers and get a lot of sacks and picks, but they also concede a bunch of yards. They're in the maybe column. And then as a, in the no column, I would say William Preston Williams to injury prone and uh, Malcolm Brown, not a lead back, any other tight end or any other wide receiver I'd put in the no column. Um, so that's that in a nutshell is my summary of, of where the Dolphins are fantasy wise. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I've only been targeting Gaziki to be honest on this roster. I just don't think, any of them are reliable enough to be a consistent option other than Gazicki, who uh, is, for all intents and purposes, often acting as the wide receiver one, isn't he? So that's the only guy that I'm going crazy and drafting fairly early in leagues. And he seems to be sliding down the board quite a lot as well, which is interesting. Um, Jalen Waddle in PPR leagues is quite a, a 
you know, interesting prospect given all the stuff we've been saying about connection and short game and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Lee, any, any different from your side, mate? Anyone that you're, someone came up to you and say, who, who have I got to have for the Dolphins team on my roster? Who are you going for? So I always give the same piece of advice. And this is very much a case of do as I say and not as I do, because I am all for this. I'm a terrible fantasy player, so don't don't copy me for crying out loud. But I always say I would stick away from all Dolphins players. I would be interested perhaps in the defense and right at the back end of drafts if you want some value for, for a player that, that everyone's forgotten, and that's Albert Wilson. Um, because Albert Wilson, you know, I've said enough times, I, I think he's a perfect guy for Tua. I think, I think he's a cheaper waddle when it comes to fantasy, um, but with, the, with potentially the same amount of upside, for, you know, at least in the short term. Um, but when it comes to Dolphins players in general, Brian Flores wants, you know, broken record here, Brian Flores wants to be multiple. Brian Flores wants to do different things depending on the opponent. So if you want to try and predict that, who's going to be featured the most in the, in the season starting now, then good luck to you. <laughs> I, I would treat them the same way I would treat most Patriots players in past years. You know, they're going to share it around. It's not, there's not one guy that you can go. I mean, I've got two in a couple of places because he's at least going to be the guy passing the ball every time. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. But, but realistically, Dolphins players just get the crap out of me. Uh, um, interesting you mentioned the Patriots because Gronk used to be the number one tight end that's why not that's why I like Gazicki, but I think no, I think Gazicki's the one constant for uh, like sort of targets I think he'll get five or six targets a game and and you know like five five to eight touchdowns on a season so I think he's going to be fairly consistent player because he plays two positions yeah realistically exactly. you know it's um, yeah um you know, really, like you say, you're covering both wide receiver and tight end. So you kind of double down a little bit on, on what he can do. So, yeah, definitely he would be higher in, on the list. But, yeah, it, I just I don't think Brian Flores knows what he's going to do week to week. You know, he's going to look at the game plan based on what that team does. And it evolves every week, obviously, as each team plays. So I think the Dolphins are a super – I think the way he wants it is they're hard to predict. Yeah. But That's it's such a fantasy. <laughs> disappointing that uh, uh, from a fantasy perspective that we lost Fitzpatrick because that connection with Parker was just points galore wasn't it man every week it was like just force the ball and just get that and uh, yeah that was uh, that was money for for me for one year and that those um, like DFS lineups and stuff like that that was Devontae Parker's year and that was great stuff but uh, sadly no more uh, I don't think I picked him up anywhere so far this season so there we go one, on, one thing to add in terms of something the Dolphins have got this year that they've perhaps not had for a long long time is uh, the best one of the best types of fantasy player is somebody who can literally make that home run anytime they touch the ball and they've got that this year in Jalen Waddle and potentially um, Will Fuller so from that perspective um, I know they they want to be unpredictable but you've got to look think that that kind of skill set is enough to keep them in the roster or on a fantasy team on a week-to-week basis, you would have thought. Yeah, although that means you're, you're banking on Tua's arm, Si. I know, you, I know you're doing it. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> Cam, Cam Newton, like, yeah, there's your extra points. <laughs> I'm joking, it's all good, it's all good. <laughs> Please give me a very disapproving <laughs> look. <laughs> That's okay. I was all in on Aaron Rodgers as well, just so you know. <laughs> there's a theme here. Anyway, um, 
I think that's going to wrap us up, lads. It's one of those weeks which is a bit of a um, kind of bit of a weird place where we want to talk about the season, but that's coming next week, and and like the preseason games are all done. So, man, all I can say is we're just excited, and 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 I'm looking forward to finally having something different to talk about on Dolphins Twitter than kind of constant Watson rumours. I'm looking forward to kind of just getting down to some proper football action and and not not watching baseball every night which has become far too much of a habit um side you want to shout out your fantasy league if you need a couple more players or or, or you're done now do you need any more any more players we're almost there so on my twitter feed there's a um details on a fantasy league that we're looking to get where you can win a decent prize or two so if you are interested just um send me a dm awesome uh, lee's coming in come on dolphins have just restructured to king grant there we go. Breaking news. Per Adam Beasley. That's so, good then. What, I mean, what's the, any more detail or just uh, just that? No, I'm, hang on. I'm just trying to just trying to find it now. It looks like Chris Herndon's been traded oh, yeah. as well um, to the Vikings. Yes, and that um, that's good on on Grant though, isn't it? Really, I mean, like, I mean, I, I'm quite happy if we keep him around. I think it'd be dangerous. Restructured and it's worth up to three million this year. Um, the rework deal removes the final two years from his existing deal, um, ensuring that he becomes a free agent next year. So very much the same as they did in McKinney. They're saving some money, moving it up front, basically. Yeah, Jenkins one year on the roster. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, hopefully, he gets to prove himself again as one of the best ret- return guys in the league. Interesting. He's twenty-eight, so. Like really, kind of, you know, peak just before the decline in terms of receiving age, isn't it? So, um, yeah, and also you probably lose a step of speed in the next couple of years as well. So, Dolphins making a fairly sensible move there. Psych, any thoughts before we wrap up? No, you just wonder whether this is going to be the last year of Jakeem Brandt then, and before he becomes yeah. a free agent and a new look wide receiver core. Yeah. I think ideally he will be. Yeah, definitely. No, ideally, I think that's where you've seen so many players kind of handle returns. I think they're they're looking long term for, for for that. But anyone who gets a chance, go back and watch the undrafted series from the year Jakeem Grant was um, actually drafted because he was featured in that until he was unexpectedly drafted. <laughs> and he's a, he's a fascinating guy, Inter- you know, interesting character. Really nice, comes across as a really just nice guy, the sort of yeah. guy you want to be mates with. So yeah. just don't ask him who the best Spider Man is. <laughs> Right, um, there we go then. That, that was a bit of breaking news at the end of the episode, but uh, other than that, guys, we'll leave it there. Um, nearly here, nearly nearly time for that Sunday night game against the Patriots. Former Alabama quarterbacks up against each other. Start the hype now. I know Neil Reynolds will be all over that one, so <laughs> don't roll your eyes, Lee. It's a, it's a national treasure. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, thanks for joining, guys, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> speak to you next week. Yeah.